Welcome to Season 2 of It's All Good in the Hood, Episode 4, Part 1. Her name is Delilah. This podcast is produced on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Diné, Ojibwe, Salto, Anishinaabe, Inuit, and many others whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our vibrant community. What do you do when you come upon the anniversary of owning a home that you love in a community that you love, fulfilling a lifelong dream? Why, you host a celebration, of course. And then you share the celebration in the only way you know how, through art. And as part of that celebration, Catherine Owen graciously invited me to interview her on why she chose the house she bought and why she chose to live in our Northeast inner city community. In this episode of It's All Good in the Hood, I share the interview with Catherine and I, and just as a heads up, it is full of colorful descriptions, some adult language, and some hilarious accounts of her two years living here. But it also talks about a woman achieving a dream in a community that has embraced her. In the next episode, I share the full celebration with music from the amazingly soulful Dana Wiley, the phenomenal writer Thea Bowring, who has an incredible way of transporting you to a scene in a place that you swear you have been before, and Catherine Owen's own excellent poetry and writing. Catherine Owen bought Delilah, her 1905 home, and moved to Edmonton from Vancouver in 2018. After having lived in Edmonton as a renter from 2006 to 2009, she is the author of 15 books in three genres. She's a musical and visual creator and the host of many performance series. She also loves cats and now has four of them. And the name Delilah, you wonder? Well, listen in and you'll find out how this house spoke her name. Nicola Dakers. Mm-hmm. She's lived in Alberta for 12 years. I guess it's actually 13, I was wrong. 13 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's seen it all. Yeah. A lover of old houses and historic communities, Nicola is passionate about the community she lives in. Yes, Nicola's a teacher, writer, and community enthusiast. Her podcast about Edmonton's inner city that you're going to hear a live version of today is called It's All Good in the Hood. It's on its second season. The podcast is focused on people, places, events, issues, and undeniable spirit of the neighborhoods northeast of Edmonton's downtown core that are often misrepresented by media and outside opinions. Yes. Extremely so. Okay. I'll let you get more. Well, do you want to just like talk very loudly? (laughs) All right. So I want to go back. So you've owned this house for two years now. So when you decided to buy a house, take me back to then. You were still in BC in New Westminster. Yes. So I rented my own apartment in New Westminster. I'd lived alone for three and a half years at that point. Before then, I always lived with a man. So it was like, I'm by myself now. That's it. Had boyfriends, still lived alone. Uh, I decided when I was on a trip 
to Mexico in June of 2018. Okay, first of all, I've done 12 Cross Canada tours. Every time I go on a Cross Canada tour, I stay in people's awesome houses. Mm. I was raised in an awesome house. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my parents have been there since 1973 in that same house. So I always had this dream of I too one day would have a house, but of course that dream is completely decimated in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, you're never going to have that dream, so you just have to give it up. I'm not very good at giving up things, so <laughs> I was thinking to myself, how am I ever going to have, I have like 30 grand. Okay, well great, 30 grand could possibly, potentially be a down payment on a house here. It couldn't even be a down payment on an outhouse in Vancouver, <laughs> right? So uh, I, when I was in Mexico with my ex-boyfriend, Neil, in, in June 2018, I suddenly had completely an overwhelming, Jenny will remember this feeling, had this overwhelming feeling that I had to buy the house right now. And, but I was in Mexico. I was in Playa del Carmen. So I looked online, because it's great, you can do that now, and I found three houses. I thought, okay, this is a possibility. So I sent Jenny over there with Quincy to look at my houses for me. And she looked at one, which was an amazing like pink and yellow house with like a, it was like a, called the pink lady. It was like a San Francisco kind of replica, but inside it was an utter dive, mm. right? And then there was another one that was kind of cute, but kind of like blah, like it was fifties house or forties house or something like that. And then as soon as she walked in here, she's like, it looks so much better than the pictures online. You have to get this house. This is the best. And at the same time, Catherine was like kind of goading me, like being like, yeah, it's totally affordable here in the neighborhood. It's so cool. It's the best thing ever. So I was like, okay, I have to have this house. So I, I said to Neil, I'm, that's it. I'm flying back from Mexico early. And I left him in Mexico. <laughs> Bye, Neil. Needless to say, there's no longer that relationship. And, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I walked in this house and I was like, Jenny's absolutely 100% right. This house is my house. And literally, uh, the second I walked in the door, this house said my name is Delilah. I cannot like fathom how this happened. But literally, I never thought of the word, the name Delilah much in my life. It's not like a name I was like, oh, I'll name my 18th born. You know, it's like, no, it was like, I'd never thought of it at all. And she just said, my name is Delilah. I was like, okay, she's Delilah. She's my house. I put the down, pay the down payment and like within three or four weeks, I basically owned it. <laughs> within like three or four weeks after that, I had to move. <laughs> so that's how it happened. That's how it happened. So that's really fast. And did you purposely choose this neighborhood? It was Catherine's fault. Catherine. I was luring, I'm sorry, I was actively recruiting. Yeah, no, that's, she was actively recruiting. It is a cult. Yeah, it, yeah. it is a cult. <laughs> no, it is a cult. cult. It's a cult of middle-aged women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. There is like the most coolest middle-aged women in this neighborhood you could ever want. There is definitely life. a lot of that. Like, yep. really, like I had a games afternoon not so long ago and there was like six of us and we were all cool. And there could have been like 20 other cool women who could have joined, right? Um, it's just the way it is in this neighborhood. There's some cool men too, like John over there. He's okay. Yeah, he's but, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just like a lot of women own their own homes in this neighborhood, and a lot of them have just had lived really full lives, and they're interesting and funny. And before the COVID plague, of course, we'd go down to Mona's and we'd have our Wednesday night, um, you know, wings drinks, and wine, wine, and 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 wings and and, and karaoke, and uh, we'd have crazy karaoke times. My favorite one was after the election. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I there turned, were a lot I of turned shots. ACDC's big balls into big clits. Oh. And I, 
<laughs> saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It, it, so, yeah, definitely Catherine was responsible for luring me to this particular because her house was awesome. And I was like, how did you afford such an awesome well, house? sharing um, the re real estate ads. Yes, right. she did. She did. And you she were was like, oh my God, how can those houses be so cheap? I know. Mm. Because, like, like, this house, I mean, if I think about this house, how close we are to downtown yeah. in Vancouver, it would be probably 1.2 million. And it was 250. Right? Mm -hmm. And, like, so that to me is a miracle and a dream. And I, I you know, Vancouverites are just told, young people there are just giving up hope. They'll never, they'll never own anything. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I just find that super sad. There's always ways to fulfill your dreams. I mean, everybody's dream isn't having a house, but I was raised in a house. I was raised with a yard. I was raised with that kind of freedom of like, oh, you can do stuff with rooms, or you've got a garage, or you got, you know, you can plant things. And I'd always lived in apartments, except for when I lived in Edmonton the last time when I rented a four bedroom house in Mill Woods between 06 and 09. And that was the first taste for me of four bedrooms. I can do stuff. One of my bedrooms was called the Children's Parlor Lounge. Jenny, I'm sure you'll remember that. It just had kids' books in it and kids' toys and kids' games. And it was for me. Because <laughs> like, I love that kind of stuff. So home ownership really is, is giving you uh, a certain amount of creativity that otherwise renting won't. Like this allows yeah. your full spirit oh, to, to play, really. Totally. And did you specifically want an older home, like a home with history and character? Yes. I wanted the oldest home I could have that actually still looked like it wasn't going to fall down. Right. And like this house is great because, yeah, it's 1905, but I mean, everything's pretty much been redone. Um, the core of the house was 1905. Everything, you know, siding, the deck was built in 2011, the house was raised in 56. Um, we did the whole water stack, we did the roof. Um, so like it's pretty much got all the benefits of a modern home, but it's old and it's got that feeling of really being lived in. The energy there is just, it's intense in a way that no newer home seems to have. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we could, paint whatever color we wanted you know the walls we could do whatever weird fixtures we wanted all that stuff I mean now Michael's turning this garage into his samurai fine finishings workshop we've got that like it's just there's you know the basement has a jam space in it recording area like there's nothing we can't do like that's how it feels to me mm -hmm. so that's exciting and in terms of the community how did you feel when you moved in how did you did you <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure you heard the story of me first moving in here <laughs> So, so yeah, my dad moved me in, he left the next day. I was like, okay, me in this big house with two cats, now I have four. Uh, and first thing I felt was that there was a bunch of like male um, wolverines that suddenly like every single man that I, this is before Michael moved in, the six weeks before Michael moved in, every single man that came to do anything in the house, change the locks or, fix the boiler or clean out the vents basically said to me why are you living here by yourself uh, yes. in the house on your own yes. uh you know don't you want to get married to me <laughs> you know like it was just like uh. no and the guy that rented almost rented michael's room this was so great that he did not rent michael's room i never would have met michael but he was a turkish guy and he basically said to me i'm gonna sprawl my stuff out wherever i feel like sprawling my stuff out in the house i said no you won't you're renting the bedroom and the bathroom and that's what you're renting but you don't need it you have enough room for yourself i'm like i own this house i can sprawl all over the place if i want you can't tell me <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, and then probably about a m- few weeks after I moved in, I was coming up from John's, and I was carrying something, and then I noticed out of the corner of my, what's that? And it was a guy, like, jerking off in the next-door neighbor's house <laughs> with a ski mask on. Yeah, with a ski mask on in the mid midday, midday ski mask. <laughs> and I was just like, so these are definitely the more complex, <laughs> uh, complex things in our neighbor neighborhood. Yeah, and so my brain was just like racing. I was like, what to do? Make sure he doesn't know you live here. So I just like kept walking with John's like stereo. Or <laughs> walking fast. I'm like, what to do now? So I went into the back alley. I'm like, I don't know why I'm here, but somebody will help me somehow. And there were some construction guys, and I was like, ah, oh, this is the situation. And they literally were like, really? And they took up their shovels, their cudgels, and they're like, yes, it's time to be men. And they like rushed down with me to go and like really like beat this guy down. <laughs> But he was already running away, pulling his pants up. So <laughs> we just kind of chased him a bit. And then I called the cops. This is actually more disconcerting than that happening because the cop came over and he's just like, welcome to the neighborhood. Yes. Yep. And I'm just like, wow, so this happens all the time and I'm supposed to be just chill about it. This is interesting. I've never had that reaction before. <laughs> and yeah, he just was very weird about it uh and then he brought me a suspect to identify in front of the house in front of the house he pulls up and he's like is this the guy that's happened to me many times like what what do you mean like you don't let people see where you live if there's somebody that you're potentially charging so fortunately it wasn't the guy yes so yeah did he like make the guy drop his pants so you could drop your identification that's a small filipino boy I think it was a large black man. I'm not, don't think they, that's the same are at all. Races. I don't Believe think that's the same at all. But, <laughs> but then after that, did you find that, you know, like the negative elements people... I like, got an alarm system, yeah. put it that way. I got an alarm system. I, you know what I think now? This is a hilarious situation. I think the alarm company hires these guys. You know, like, wouldn't that be an amazing job? Like, this is what you have to do. Single woman moves into house make her feel scared don't do too much just like enough her, to get you know, us in edgy, there. edgy she doesn't want to deal with this 60 dollars a month she'll get your alarm system <laughs> i gotta write a short story about that yeah you really should so then then if you okay so then there's those elements that are a little interesting in our area i mean it's never dull there's always something yeah there's always something. so that's fun yeah. but in terms of you already talked about like the middle-aged women who are doing things on their own what else like did they did you find that the community embraced you that people got to know you got got involved um yeah got you out involved in some of the well i guess like just yes. going to mona lisa's and... well yeah i mean first of all i lived here from 0609 so i you know knew jenny i knew catherine from other situations um, but you know, I had some people, I knew John from way back. Uh, I knew, you know, quite a large group of large ish group of people from back then. And I mean, I had a performance series in my home in Millwoods for two and a half years. So I had lots of people come through. It was great. It was like every month I could have four different people perform in my home minimum. And it was just so beautiful. It's, it's hard to get it going four times a year now, I have to say. <laughs> but it's awesome when it happens, but it's like pulling teeth to get people to come out sometimes. I'm like, come on, it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, so I had that kind of foundation. And then uh, basically I felt like embraced pretty fast. In the yeah. It was like 
oh, another creative person, another person who's doing their own thing, you know, good, this is going to enrich our community, this is going to add to what we already have. Um, and then Catherine told me about the carrot, and then, you know, there was the Mona's night, and there, there's just like this vibe that we hope is going to keep increasing of performances and, and just, you know, people coming and hanging out. Like, I mean, being like a Vancouverite, I was saying at, at, on games afternoon that like sometimes I feel like a snob, like because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not used to people being so outgoing and friendly, like, oh, I'm just going to pop by and drop this off, you know, oh, we're just going to go hang out here just spontaneously. It's like, huh? We, we plan those things and we think about them far ahead of time and nobody just knocks on the door randomly. This is just, no, I have other things going on, right? Like it's just, and here is just, you just flow with it more because that's the way people are. And I really like that about, about people in Edmonton. I mean, it's true that the people in Edmonton are like the friendliest people ever. And I, you know, I, being born and raised in Vancouver, being there most of my life, most of my friends are still here. And this was like, 10 years away from here and most of my friends were still from here so yeah oh, that's pretty great for sure welcoming environment oh that's yeah. good now um if you were to describe this particular neighborhood to somebody who doesn't live here doesn't have any experience of this area what how would you describe it i would say well my particular i mean I, I think that it depends a lot like where you are because i think that if you go over 118th and you're on 95th, for instance, I think you have a much different experience than you do over here because it's a very quiet neighborhood. It's mm -hmm. very, very quiet. Like I rarely hear people doing crazy things or yes, I mean the other day, Michael's work buddy, Steve, parked his car out there and somebody stole his car radio out of the car like in the middle of the afternoon when they were in the, in the studio, right? Like, I mean, it, you know, and, and we now have a lock on the back gate and, um, because I noticed in my in my security camera that there were various interesting folks just wandering through the yard in the middle of the night, um, taking random things, which made no sense. Like the top of a lantern. That's not going to help you out, buddy. You're just going to be like, "What was this? I took last night in my drunken fit." But uh, uh, this this community is uh, it's full of positive energy I really feel like people are very grassroots here they know the issues that are going on they're connected with the politicians they're connected with the you know, people perform the local businesses I mean all the businesses I frequent in this area they all know my name they all you know the dentist is ridiculously friendly like yeah. what's going on with that dentist like, it's almost like, whoa yeah. <laughs> whoa boundaries like, just need my teeth cleaned but like <laughs> everybody's just super warm and um yeah i mean there's so much green too mm -hmm. like you think before i was like oh the prairies right it's not that green it's no there's tons of trees there's tons of growth sure it may only be for four months or three and a half months but it's just i don't mind the snow it's mm -hmm. like no I, I don't know i i i like the difference from where i was born and raised i like the detachment from where i was born and raised but i could also go back in an hour if i want to or like two mm -hmm. hours maybe uh the only thing that's been really difficult is work. I have to say, work has not been good. It wasn't good last time. It's not good this time. And so that's been a struggle for sure. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, I have film. I go back to film. I bop around usually like every other month. And I, yeah. You know, but it would be nice to have a little bit more like, oh, here's your contract job here. Here's your... Yeah. I got hired by the city of Edmonton to teach poetry. That has not yet happened. 
<laughs> I have literally prepared a course, three workshops, two teachers camps, and been paid forty dollars. Like <laughs> for a one-hour meeting with the head. Right. right it's right. like I don't know. It's interesting, right? It's like. Uh, <laughs> When I was back here in like 07, 08, it seemed like that was the boom time. Like that was the time you could get all kinds of weird jobs, right? Mm -hmm. But now it's it's a different world, right? Mm -hmm. But hey, so. I have options, so I'm not suffering that much. And would you say, like if somebody was to ask you, well, okay, maybe somebody from New West yeah. or somewhere in BC, and they said, you know, I really want to set down roots. I want to find a place to live that's affordable, but then also is eclectic and has yeah. a lot of, you know, like community spirit. Would you recommend this area? Absolutely, mm -hmm. because you do have that combination. Like you, you know, you have the affordability. You have the old homes around you, which is real bonus for this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And you have the the friendliest. You have the culture, right? You have the arts events. You have, you know, intellectual discussions. You have a, a funny pub who's you know manager just lives a few you know houses away from me and who yes. waves when she walks her dog and like comes to games afternoons and stuff and. You know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much a place I would recommend is like, you can actually do it here. You know, like mm -hmm. this is possible. Yeah. And as much as I love New West and believe me, this is a very place very close to my heart, but it's just not possible. And you know, mm -hmm. you want to give people hope, like it is possible. And another thing. So the last thing I want to talk about is in our area, the, this inner city area, there's a huge horticulturalist spirit and i have noticed you have really taken it up <laughs> so tell really me about have. it <laughs> i really have well i mean this year because of the plague mm -hmm. um i had time so last year only grew zucchinis and some parsley and some tomatoes this year still the tomatoes are over there and some herbs and stuff but i went kind of wild with kale and cucumbers and um i have peas and beans and i have potatoes I have all kinds of stuff. It's just kind of starting to happen in an edible sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have, I planted this cherry tree, Scarlet, that gave me a whole crop of cherries, unfortunately, that the birds enjoyed mostly. <laughs> um, my mom's like, you should put a net over your tree. I'm like, oh no, mom, the birds and I will share. She's like, no, you put a net over your tree. I'm like, no, mom. Like, next year, I'm like, I'm putting a net, net over the tree. Like, right, literally, mom. they were gone overnight. I was like, oh, a beautiful shining cherries. And they were all gone. <laughs> and I've got blueberries. I've got raspberries. I've got strawberries. And then I planted two apple trees out front, which will probably yield in a few years. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think I have a semi-dream film. I mean, there's all kinds of weird mysteries, but um, gradually with Alexander's help, I'm <laughs> discovering like what works where. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm very happy to have all this space in which to experiment in. Well, this is wonderful. And congratulations on two amazing years in lovely Delilah. Thank you, Delilah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> After listening to Catherine's account of our neighborhood, I can't help but feel proud of the tenacity of the people in our little area. Like Catherine said, she was amazed by all the strong middle-aged women around here that worked tirelessly to make this area a brilliant place to live. Catherine also made me realize something else that has been hiding in plain sight the entire time I've been living in this area for thir the last 13 years that we actually are an artistic community. We have a wealth of incredibly talented artists in our hood, 
Writers and journalists and visual artists and photographers and singer-songwriters, musicians, chefs and bakers, makers, dancers, actors, artisans, event planners, creators. And Catherine is another brilliant piece of that puzzle. Well, friends, stay tuned for part two of this episode, the whole recorded event with performances from writers Catherine Owen and Thea Bowring and musician Dana Wiley. Until next time, and once again, it is all good in the hood.